All right, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the In the Flat podcast. I'm your host, Tony Kill, joined this week by Jordan Schultz and Jess Saban. Hey, guys, we're in the stretch run of the college football season. Um, we're coming up to the last week of the regular season, the championship games to follow. And obviously, this is rivalry week, so, you know, you're playing most likely your bitter rival in college football. So, made for a lot of interesting matchups this week that we'll touch upon. Obviously, before we jump into those, let's talk about a little bit of college football news. I will also talk about the um, college football rankings as, as they are released as well. Um, so first up, you know, some sad news out of um, Tennessee, quarterback Hendon Hooker. Um, in their loss against South Carolina, um, tore his ACL and is going to be out for the season, and it ends his college football career. So obviously for most of the year, I had him as my Heisman front runner, but that loss to South Carolina and – him being out to the remaining of the year, I mean, it kind of takes him out of that discussion. But, um, you know, had a wonderful two-year run there in Tennessee, kind of brought Tennessee back to relevancy out of, you know, being, you know, very poor the last few years. So um, good job there for Hennon Hooker. Um, any thoughts there? Any closing thoughts on Hennon Hooker and his college football career? Um, start for you, Jess. Uh, you know, it's sad. You, you hate to see it, you know, end that way. You know, Tennessee was such a great story this year. I feel like so many people, you know, who maybe don't really root for Tennessee or follow SEC football, you know, they were rooting for them just because it's something different. You know, it's not just Alabama or Georgia or Ohio State. You know, it's it's always fun to get a new team in there. And not only did it feel like they're – any and all shot at the playoff end of that night, his career's over. I hope he can, you know, recover enough to be, you know, a viable pick in the draft. And I don't think people had him going in the first round, but maybe he's still a mid-round pick. But, you know, it was an excellent story, and he had a great career. Yep. How about you, Jordan? No, yeah, everything Jess said, I think, you know, it's, it's sad to see, you know, anyone tear an ACL. Um, it's it kind of ruins a lot of uh, hope and a lot of uh, you know draft stock just because having a torn ACL, you have you're you're you know more likely to tear it again. But you know, especially this year, uh, like you said, Tony, you know a lot of favorites on him winning the Heisman, being that dark horse. But it, it sucks to see him go. Um, it sucks to see we're not going to be able to see him in a bowl game or this last game of the year against Vanderbilt. Um, so, but, you know, heck of a career, heck of a career and even just, you know, heck of a season for him. Um, um, yeah, I did not, I don't think a lot of people saw Tennessee. I, I know we didn't see Tennessee having a good season this year early on when we did our previews of the conferences, but a uh, great year for him. And it sucks that they had, he had to hurt himself on a huge loss against SC. Yep, for sure. All right. Um, I'm going to hit for these some quick hitters here as far as news goes. So Virginia, Virginia Tech, their season finale matchup was canceled in wake of the shooting there in Charlottesville. I think probably was the right call. I mean, if I was a player, I don't think I'd be up for playing a football game after everything that happened there in Virginia. Um, EA Sports college football video game is now scheduled for a release of 2024. I think there was some hope it was coming out next year, but obviously it took a little bit of time to develop that game. Uh, you have anything on that one, Jordan? Oh no! The original, uh, initial release date was July 2023. Okay, yeah. So it was pushed back a bit there, um, but I think they just want to get it right. I mean, they probably have to go for a lot of different licensing agreements and work for how NIL is going to work. So there's probably a lot of things they have to work through with that. 
Um, Penn State leading wide receiver Parker Washington is out for the rest of the 2022 season. So you do have to wonder if that will impact their last game against Michigan State. We could talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Texas Tech edge Tyree Wilson, who was recently entered for the year, um, will be declared for the NFL draft and is listed as a 12th best prospect. And then Kalen DeBoer um, recently just signed a contract essentially with Washington, taking it for the 2028 season. And digging into that a little more, it looked like uh, he's from the Nebraska area. It looked like Nebraska was kind of um, sending some feelers his way to see if he'd be interested in that job. And I think that's probably why Washington gave him that extension so early in his um, tenure there. Uh, so any thoughts on any of that? those pieces of news, Jordan? No, I, I like you said, I think uh, the Penn State losing their top receiver might hurt them the last game of the season and, you know, especially bowl game. Um, but all the other stuff, I think, um, like uh, Texas Tech guy, I, I'm happy for him. I think he's going to um, have a good NFL career, and I think it's smart for him to just declare for the draft after, you know, being hurt or recently or injured for the year and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, like you said, the Washington head coach, uh, like you said, I, I definitely think it was more of Nebraska wanted him and Washington wanted him, so Washington was like, we'll just give you a contract extension. Yeah, no, for sure. Any thoughts on the news from you, Jess, before we move forward? Not much to add. Just uh, I'm, well, and as annoying as it is, getting having to wait another year for the uh, NCAA game series to come back, as long as it's better than what Madden has been putting out these past few years, I'm willing to wait that extra year. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a huge ultimate team guy. I don't like spending all that money there. And, you know, I don't think it's the same team that makes the Madden games, but I'm a franchise mode guy. So whatever it takes to <laughs> to fix the bugs, make it as good as, you know, the last one, NCAA 14, whatever it takes there. I mean, people have been clamoring for this game for a long time. So I think it's going to be a huge hit when it comes out. So I think and all the – all the kids out there can actually probably make some money off of their likenesses, and they're going to be pretty excited about that and, and their rankings and all that. So that should be pretty cool. Oh, and uh, just so you know, just um, Madden is made by EA Sports. Just so you know, I, I know that it. I don't think it's going to be the same crew that does it, the Madden it's, things. They have different sections. From what I've heard, that's it's not the exact same group. Yes. So I, I know it's EA. EA owns everything. It's, but all their games suck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to them, EA. Sponsor us. <laughs> oh, we just lost that sponsor, EA. So, oh um, yeah, next you know, year, we, were, next year. we were up there. We, they, they, they had their eye on on us. <laughs> they were. They were just reaching out for feelers behind the scenes. So, uh, we'll have to have to look at some other other video game conglomerates out there. Um, all right, uh, let's move ahead to. Uh, we, we're still releasing the rankings right now, so let's talk about the top matchups for next week, and then we can start getting into the rankings. So let's start with the big one. Um, number two, Ohio State is hosting number three, Michigan, and um, there in Columbus. Uh, this should be a pretty interesting game. Obviously, there's some things up in the air. Ohio State's top two running backs are both injured. Will they play? Blake Corum, the top running back from Michigan, is he, he's injured. Will he play? I think it's more likely if the Ohio State running backs will play than Blake Corum. Or they could all play. Who knows? But I think Ohio State's probably more positioned with um, their freshman um, running back doing well than right now. I don't think there's much behind Michigan uh, with Blake Corum there. He doesn't have a lot of depth there in the running back side. And that kind of showed in this last week's game when they 
had to come back and beat Illinois in that last second field goal. So I'll uh, start with you, Jordan. Who you got here? Do you got um, Ohio State or you got Michigan? And um, and what happens if you can play corn plays or doesn't play? I, I have Ohio State in this one, uh, mainly just because it's at home. Ohio State at home, uh, it's a huge game. I was looking at tickets this past week. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure $500 for one ticket's average right now. Um, so it's a huge game, and I think Ohio State just has the better offense. Um, number one total offense team. Um, two receivers already almost at 1,000 yards. I mean, one of them is already over 1,000 receiving yards. And, and C.J. Stroud, who's the front runner right now for that Heisman Trophy, um, I just don't think um, uh, Michigan can, you know, cut, handle the star players on offense and, I mean, the star players on defense for Ohio State. And like you said, if Michigan doesn't have their running back, I don't know if J.J. McCarthy has the ability to carry the team enough. I feel like they run their offense a lot through Blake Corum. Um, and I I don't want to, you know, I uh, Jim Harbaugh hasn't really said anything. I heard they haven't really commented anything on the Blake Corum situation and if he's playing or not. Uh, but they do have a really good defense, uh, a, you know, total defense, and that's that's going to be the big part of this game. It might be – I think it's going to be close early, but I think Ohio State's going to pull away, figure out um, better things on offense um, to handle this Michigan defense, and I think C.J. Stroud is going to have a Heisman uh, – his Heisman game this year, this week and have huge numbers, especially just being at home. I think he wants it more, and I think this this game will show. Sounds good. Jess, do you agree, or do you have a different outcome? No, I've got Ohio State. I think it's going to be a close one. I mean, we're looking at two of the most well-rounded teams in all of college football, and, you know, I think the big thing for this game is going to be the running games. I mean, we both – Everyone knows Ohio State can throw the ball as you know as long as apparently it's not too windy. Um, so gonna have to watch the weather report there. But being at home, and I do think this is a bit more of a the highs of the Ohio State, particularly their offense, are higher than Michigan. I think Michigan is a little more consistent and reliable Ohio State Ohio State we've seen get off to some slow starts but they always seem to kind of manage to get back in and then just put their foot on the gas and just take off and blow out teams I mean right now Michigan is like uh the third fourth best overall defense in college football they're the number two rushing defense and the number five passing defense but Ohio State isn't too bad either. They have the 11th passing defense and they're the 15th rushing defense. So I think we're going to see Ohio State come out there. I think that, you know, C.J. Stroud is going to respond. Marvin Harrison Jr. is an absolute monster. Jackson Smith, Najigba, I forget if he's healthy right now. But, you know, they've got so many weapons there. And I think at the end of the day, they're going to be able to make up for a possible lack of a rushing attack better than Michigan will. And I think that's going to be the difference maker there. For sure. Yeah, Jackson Smith will be out. I think he's out for the rest of the year. There's not going to, I don't think he's going to play anymore. He's getting ready for NFL draft, I think. Probably I... the smarter choice there. <sighs> you know, he is right now like 
probably the number two, number three receiver in this year's draft. I mean, it's uh, Quinn Johnson, Jordan Addison, and him. Kayshawn Boutte is fallen out of favor from everything I've heard. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, look at this game. I, I thought, you know, all the weeks leading up to this, I thought it was going to be a close game that would come down to the wire. And um, it would, you know, it would be Ohio State finding a way. C.J. Stroud gives his Heisman moment. But if if um, if Lake Corm doesn't play, I think Ohio State wins by a couple touchdowns here, and it's not a close game. Obviously, to win and and snow or if there's anything over like that could be an issue because I don't think Ohio State is set up for that kind of offense. They're just their offensive line just hasn't been making that push this year. Uh, but if its conditions are pretty good and they can throw the ball, I, I think they should they should run away with this one. So I have Ohio State by a couple touchdowns there. All right, uh, we'll talk about the ever big game, and then we'll get into the rankings, and they have all been released at this point. Uh, so the ever big one this week will be um, USC um, hosting Notre Dame. Uh, so this is a top 15 matchup, um, you know, another top five opponent for Notre Dame. Um, and so it should be an interesting one. So I'll say my, my opinions for the end. I would love to hear um, what you guys have to say. So we'll start with you, Jordan. Who do you got in this one? Do you got Notre Dame? Do you got USC? What do you think is going to happen? I got Notre Dame in this game. I just <clears throat> think Notre Dame uh, offensively right now is, you know, rolling and playing really well. Um, we saw against the Clemson team um, that, you know, m- might have, you know, one of the best uh, defensive lines, but Notre Dame has a really good offensive line. Um, one of the best running teams. I think USC offense or uh, UFC, USC's defense can create turnovers. Um, they have the most interceptions this year with 18. But you know, other than that, they let up a lot of points. We saw it last week against UCLA. Um, they can their offense. I, I think their offense, in my eyes, is a little inconsistent right now. They can score a lot, but we. If you look at the Oregon State game, they only scored 17. Caleb Williams probably had his, one of his best or his worst games of his career. Um, the biggest thing, though, I think you, uh, it's going to be close. I think USC has the better quarterback and the better receivers, but um, with you know just injuries on USC and their defense kind of being inconsistent stopping the ball, I think Notre Dame has a chance to exploit their run game on that. And um, Michael Mayer, I don't know if they can really stop. I don't think anyone in college football right now can stop Michael Mayer when he's rolling and I think their offense is rolling and I think they're still rolling after that Clemson win. And I think it's going to be a lot closer than that Clemson game, but I got Notre Dame by at least a touchdown. All right, Jess, our, um, our favorite um, person talking about Notre Dame. What's, what's uh-huh. who do you got this one? I'm, I'm be really shocked if you pick the Irish in this one, but um, who do you got this one? Notre Dame or USC? I've got USC. I, I have, at the end of the day, I do think that Notre Dame has the better team, but Caleb Williams, in my opinion, is currently the best quarterback in football, or college football. And I think, as we've seen so many times, you know, a great quarterback can make up for a lot of things. Entering last week's game, I picked UCLA over USC because I thought, that UCLA was going to be able to take advantage of note of USC's issues in on the defensive side. They are undersized, particularly in the front seven. 
it's clearly their weakest unit and they've not been good at stopping the run, but USC was able to overcome that. And I think it's going to be the same thing here. Now, I do think a big point in its favor is I know Notre Dame, their fans travel well, but it is at USC and USC fans tend to show up. So I think just, I I think USC wins this game and they do what they've done against most of these other top teams that they play. They're going to pull out a very, very narrow victory. I think it's USC by three. All right. Good analysis there for both of you guys. Um, I do I do agree with you. I think Caleb Williams is right now playing as one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Um, so I can Did definitely you see, see that throw he made on the move out of the pocket? It was like just – it was like – I don't like setting it up. Like it was like an Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes kind of throw. I mean, it was insane oh. the kind of velocity he got from what seemed like pure arm strength. No, for sure. He has the talent, you know – and he, you know, he started to have more and more games like that, where, um, where he tends to struggle. I mean, I don't know if he has he faced a really top tier defense. I'm thinking back to Oregon State. Um, in that game, I think he threw for 180 yards and a touchdown, and that was probably the best defensive team he played outside of California, where he did he did for over 300 yards, but but they were they barely won that game by five. They barely beat Oregon State by three, 17 to 14. So they've, they've been in some close games, and they have won those close games. So I did give him credit for that. Uh, but he has, you know, against the good defense that gives pressure on him, he has looked, you know, less than superhuman a bit there. Um, where I look at this game, obviously, I'm trying to take my Notre Dame fan colored glasses off here and look at it. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think either team is going to blow out the other team. Um, where I think Notre Dame has the advantage is they're a very physical team. You think of a Big Ten SEC type team. They're going to come in there. They're going to their offensive line is big. They're a lot bigger than UCLA was. So where UCLA they depended a lot on the run. You know they they schemed a lot of their runs. Where Notre Dame can just make the runs happen with their offensive line and making those holes with those NFL ready players. You know you talk about Jerry Patterson. You know is going to be one of the top offensive linemen in the draft. Joe Alt right now is graded by PFF as the number one tackle in all of college football. Um, and then you have Blake Fisher, who is also one of the top tackles rated there as well. So you have three of the five best offensive linemen in the country. I think you're going to be able to make some movement there. The defensive linemen for Notre Dame, they, they can make some pressure. Obviously, on the other, other side of the ball, I think uh, USC will get theirs. They're, they're going to be able to uh, throw the ball down the field quite a bit. I feel like, you know, I think Notre Dame's going to have more of a bend, don't break but also try to win with a you know time of possession. Sort of what they tried to do with Ohio State. Ohio State won that one where they were leading for the first three quarters, and then Ohio State finally scored to, to take the lead and won that game. Where I think it's a little different now is Notre Dame is a much better team. They were missing some offensive linemen in that first game of the year. I think they're going to be able to run the ball better and slow this game down and then win this game in a close one. Again, I'm thinking three to seven points, Notre Dame win here. Uh, but it should be a close one. It should be a good one. I think, I'm hoping both of these matchups, uh, yeah, Michigan-Ohio State, Notre Dame and USC is, is, are good matchups there. All right. Um, let's get into the playoff rankings. So that was just released. Uh, so let's start with uh, the back half of the, of the rankings there. So you have number 25, Louisville, 24, Cincinnati, <laughs> 23, Texas is somehow back into the top 25 with four losses. I got to get that win for Alabama in there. Um, U.S. I think they have a. I think we'll talk about it a bit, but I think Alabama has a little bit of a chance to make the playoffs still. Um, U.S. UCF twenty-two, Oregon State twenty-one, 
Ole Miss 20. And then you have number 19, Tulane, number 18, UCLA, number 17, North Carolina, number 16, Florida State, number 15, Notre Dame. Um, so let's talk about them, the top, um, the back half of the 10 there. Any surprises or disappointments there? Start with you, Jordan. Um, the Texas, I don't know why they're still in. Like you said, I think they're just trying to get Alabama another ranked opponent win. Um, but other than that, I think everyone on that list is pretty, pretty, you know, in my eyes, good where they are. Uh, just that Texas being put in is kind of crazy. Um, but that 25 to 15, nothing really, you know, crazy. I think if you look at it, a lot of three, three lost teams are on that list. Um, I'm pretty sure most are three loss teams right now on that. Uh, we got a couple four. Texas has four losses and Louisville has four losses. But other than that, I think, you know, got three and two loss teams that have played pretty well and um, beaten teams they should have beaten and beaten teams that um, are high, were high ranked and still are high ranked. So um, to me, nothing really, you know, crazy. All right, Jess. Yeah, I mean – I'm not shocked that Texas is still in there. Uh, you know, obviously there's the whole Bama side of it because I feel like the committee is going to do whatever they can to maybe slide Bama in there. Number four, you know, you, they've as small it is, as it is, they do still have an avenue. Um, but, I mean, the committee seems to have over the past few years really done the whole quality of wins, quality of losses thing. And, I mean – there's a whole bunch of recency bias that goes into all of this, and their most recent loss was a one-score loss against number four TCU, who I think we all expect to close out the season well and finish in the playoff. So it, nothing there really shocks me. Nothing's uh, egregious. Um, maybe I'd have UNC and UCLA switch there, but nothing, you know you know, like, what the heck were they thinking? Yep. Yeah, well, I'm looking at it, nothing really, I mean, nothing really keeps me up at night. I, I do feel like Texas is just beat out of there for Alabama's sake. But, um, I mean, they haven't beaten anybody, you know, good. They've lost a lot of good to quality teams. So I guess that's, that's what they're coming back to. Um, so, yeah, nothing really keeps me up at night there. Okay, let's go to the next half here. Uh, so number 14, Utah, number 13, Washington, number 12, Kansas State, number 11, Penn State, and number 10, Tennessee. So, um, Jess, any thoughts on those? I am a little surprised that they dropped Tennessee as far as they did. Um, just because I figured they would drop to like eight or something and I, again like the whole quality i mean it's it was an ugly loss in in every facet that was bad but i didn't know if they were going to cut them a little slack there for you know the hendon hooker situation then i wonder if they did it because of hendon hooker situation yeah that's, look at him yeah, as a kind of going back three yeah. and fourth and on that it's, it's you know um I'm a little surprised that Washington is as high as they are. Um, yeah, I am too. Penn State. I mean, Penn State probably has like the two best losses in the country currently. I mean, <laughs> they haven't beaten anybody loss. though. Yeah, that's, that's exactly the thing there. I mean, it's the, the Big Ten East is 
is is weird to look at because I mean there's such a drop off after the after Penn State there. Yeah, but you know you, you have to play who's on the schedule. So I don't know. It's again nothing. I'm a little surprised that they dropped Tennessee as far as they did, but I'm also not surprised. It, it, I have mixed feelings about it, but at the end of the day, you know, it's not like with Hendon Hooker out, Tennessee, they, they should still beat Vanderbilt, but yeah, you know, I don't think anyone really expects all that much for them anymore. So, yeah, I'll talk about, I have a, I have asthma upset special. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Jordan, uh, what do you think is going to happen? Um, you know, I, I think they're, you know, Right on the money with this one, I think, with the, you know, it is the quality of losses. That's what they look at, and I know it's, you know, subjective, but, you know, that's what they look at. Washington has lost two games against ranked opponents. Um, Penn State as well. The biggest question mark in my head is Kansas State, um, but they lost to some diff- weird opponents, I think it's like, just to me. Um, I think... Honestly, they could have pushed ten, uh, Tennessee back a little bit. In my eyes, yes, they beat Alabama, but if you look ahead, look at everyone else in front of them, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Two losses, one loss teams have lost two ranked opponents, and that's the biggest thing Tennessee didn't do last week. They lost to an unranked South Carolina team that probably that was the most points they put up this season, and probably will be the most points they put up the rest of the season. And that's why they dropped to 10. And I'm surprised it was only 10. But other than that, I think that's it's pretty, it's pretty good. I think, um, I think we talked about this, me and Tony, a couple days ago about, you know, it's you know, up in the air right now with and the top 10. Um, yeah. That's the biggest thing. Is the ten, top 10 is the biggest thing. Every other one, every other placement is going to be a couple spots, not that many. Yep, I agree. All right, let's finish up the top ten here. So we have um, number nine, Oregon, number eight, Clemson, number seven, Alabama, number six, USC, number five, LSU, and then the top four remains the same in the same order. Number four, TCU, number three, Michigan, number two, Ohio State, number one, Georgia. Um, so for me, nothing crazy there in the top ten. Um, honestly, I think at this point, USC should be ahead of LSU because um, they only have the one loss. Um, but LSU's two losses you know, are to number – 10 Tennessee and number um, what number 16 Florida State so good losses but USC you know only lost to number 14 Utah so I mean I guess it's the quality of again quality of win where LSU has Ole Miss I guess they beat and, so, and I forget who else they beat on this this group here but Alabama obviously um, so nothing you know nothing crazy here um, I think Clemson should be ahead of Alabama but. Alabama has their two losses are better, I guess, than Clemson's one. And the strength of schedule probably is not good for Clemson. So I don't have, like, again, nothing really too crazy there. So, um, Jordan, what do you think here? Top rest of the top ten, any, any closing thoughts there? No, I, I like like you said, you know, nothing really crazy. I, I think if TCU blew out Baylor and won by 21, it would have been – Michigan would have been four with that loss or close win against Illinois. I think they would have flip-flopped. But other than that, right now, I think, you know, we're looking at what we're going to see consistently right now. I think until this weekend is over, until we get someone new. And it right now it looks like LSU is going to get into that top four after this. Um, but 
I think, like you said, I think maybe just because USC hasn't really played anyone, they're still at six, not in front of LSU. But but honestly, if you look at the not, top nine, between nine and five, you can push, you can flip flop around all those positions. It's going to really yeah. now, right now, it's going to depend on who has the better win to end the season and who's going to be in that college, their conference game yeah. right now LSU is in that conference game USC is going to be in their conference game Clemson's going to be in that conference game Oregon's more than likely going to be in their conference championship game the only team out on that list right there is Alabama but right I, I, I think <sighs> you I would think they're out right but um their conference game loses this weekend so like you have Ohio State Michigan and Girl, but one is going to lose TCU could lose um you know, if you have USC loses this weekend, LSU loses to Georgia, Clemson no, I'm talking loses to North Carolina. I'm just talking about because there's a way for Alabama to get back. There's a way to get Alabama in. I'm just talking about um, conference championship games. Oh, okay. There are already a lot of already set. The only one that's I mean, in the list right here, they're all set. Uh, yeah. Besides Pac-12. I don't think the Pac-12 is set 100% yet. No, there's, there's a lot of weird tiebreakers and stuff. So Yeah, yeah. But... I think it's a good list. I think the top four is fine. I don't think nothing really changed. Like I said, if Michigan, I, I think if Michigan blew out their team, it would have been flip flopped again with Ohio State. If TCU blew out their team and Michigan didn't did they get like they did, it would be flipped. But the top four, the top four. If you're in that top four, no matter one, two, three, or four, you're in it right now. So nothing yeah. really. Yep, no, for sure. All right. Um, Jess, any, any closing thoughts here before we move on to next week's matchups? Mm, not really. I mean, I would have Oregon over Clemson there. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think the top six was kind of predictable. I mean, nothing really was going to change there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's interesting, you know, how little wiggle room there is right now because I mean if both USC and Oregon win this weekend they're going to the Pac-12 conference championship if LSU wins this weekend they're going to be playing Georgia in the SEC championship the winner of Ohio State Michigan is going to the Big Ten championship TCU I think whether they lose or not they're guaranteed a spot yeah. in that championship the championship for the ACC is Clemson uh, UNC I believe right now I think that's already yes. locked up so the those final this the, that final weekend after the conference championships it's going to be interesting because you know there's going to be a bunch of top 10 teams playing each other and, you know, a team like USC, you know, they have to win. TCU has to win in order to get in or else, you know, if LSU loses and Alabama wins, you know, I know their conference record will be the same. But the fact that Alabama still has an avenue just frustrates me. <laughs> and Very I small. Mean, all one-way avenue so you know they would have to win the sec championship over georgia tc you would have to lose obviously the ohio state michigan loser is gonna kind of be out of the discussion there usc would have to lose 
it's it's gonna take a lot but hey that's the beauty of college football <laughs> yep sure but so actually if you think about it with ohio state's schedule and their non-conference games are a lot better than michigan's non-conference game if ohio state loses to michigan there is a still a slight chance ohio state makes it in they should yeah it depends who they're up against. If they're up against Clemson, for example, um, they both have a common opponent, Notre Dame. Notre Dame blew out Clemson but lost Ohio State. The committee probably will go Ohio State over Clemson. But then you also have the championship factor. So there's a lot of weird things that can happen, depending on who's the, who's the last you know, three or four teams vying for a spot. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so we have obviously a lot of games to, to talk about. I don't, I don't like. So we're not going to talk about any of these in depth. So what we're going to do, we're going to go round robin here, guys. You're just going to tell me who's going to win and if it's going to be close or not. So uh, let's start with Oregon, Oregon State. I think, I think Oregon State's going to win this game. It's in Oregon State. Oregon State's a good defensive team. I think they're going to, they're going to stop Oregon. And so I'm calling the upset here, um, Oregon State over Oregon. Um, Jess, who do you got? I got Oregon. You know, they've got so much talent on that defense, and their offense has looked better as the season's gone on. Even though it's at Oregon State, I just think the talent discrepancy is going to be a bit too big. And so I think Oregon wins this game by 10. All right, Jordan, agree? Yeah, I agree with Jess. I think Oregon's the better team offensively. Um, And I know Oregon uh, State has a really good defense, and it's at Oregon State, but I just think – what Oregon has with Bo Nix right now being the better quarterback than uh, Oregon State's. You know, Oregon State's defense is really good, but that's all they have for him right now. And it kind of gives me a little bit of vibes of uh, Oklahoma State and how their defense is really good, but their offense ain't that great. So I got Oregon. I definitely think it's going to be really close because it's a rival game and it's at Oregon State and all that. So Bo maybe Nix is three to seven. Still. Just remember that, guys. But when Nix is injured, he, he's being evaluated daily ahead of the game. But uh, He's going to uh, play. He might not be his explosive self, so there's something to think about there. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's Oregon, Oregon State. Uh, Miss, uh, Mississippi State at Ole Miss. I don't know what's going to happen in this game. This Both teams are really hot and cold. I'm going to go ahead and go with Mississippi State just because there's so much drama going on with Ole Miss. I'll say Mississippi State gets this win. What uh, say you, Jess? Yeah, with the uh, with all the rumors surrounding Lane Kiffin and Auburn, and I, I'm also going Mississippi State here. There's just a lot of chaos, a lot of inconsistency going on with Ole Miss. I do think they're the more talented team, but they've they've got in they got issues internally, and I think that's going to cause distraction and can't have that. Yep, Jordan. I'm not going with you guys. I got Ole Miss. I think they have a better offense, and I think. I know there's a lot of controversy, you know, around, but I think Ole Miss is going to win this Egg Bowl on our Thanksgiving, and uh, it's not going to be dominant. Like I said, it's a it's a rival week. Games are going to be close, um, no matter ranked, unranked. Um, but I give me Ole Miss. I think their offense is better. I think Lane Kiffin's going to write up something, and I think he did do a meeting with the players about the, you know controversy of him leaving and said it's not happening so i think the players are still on his side and i think Ole miss is going to pull this one out i've never brad kelly doing that before 
All right, uh, number 19, Tulane. At, well, I don't know if they're 19 now. Uh, Tulane at, at Cincinnati. This will decide basically who's going to the uh, – potentially decide who's going to one of the big New Year's Six Bowls um, for the group of five. Uh, give me Cincinnati. This one's at Cincinnati, so I, I think Cincinnati, it, you know, has been improving little by little throughout the year. I think they have enough to, talent there to get this one done over Tulane. What do you say, Jordan? Give me – Tulane, I'm riding the green wave all day. I think Tulane's going to pull it out. I think Cincinnati has kind of been up and down all season, and Tulane's been consistent and, and everything. And I think, I'm think i pretty sure it's also New Year's Six, and it's also for their um, conference championship game as well because if Tulane loses or Cincinnati loses, they're not in. It's USC I'm pretty, or UCF. Is yeah. going to be their team with them. That's correct. So, so give me Tulane. I think Tulane has the better offense, and they're more consistent right now. Jess, you agree? Give me Tulane. I Cincinnati. I, it might just be the ECU fan in me that's still a little bitter about two weeks ago when the refs bailed them out. But uh, Tulane's just been the better team all year, um, and Cincinnati they a lot of narrow victories. They, they have not yep. been able to consistently blow teams out. They have not really been able to separate themselves from their opponents more often than not, unless you count the Kennesaw State game. You know, four-point win over South Florida, four-point loss versus UCF, two-point win over SMU, two-point win over ECU. So Tulane, they've shown to be, they, they've shown to be able to take it to that next level, and I think they will. All right. Uh, Florida at Florida State. Um, this one's in Florida State, and I think Florida State is playing much better this year, and I don't think Florida's playing that good at all. So give me Florida State and a blowout. Jess, you agree? Yep. Not much all to right. say. All right, Jordan? Yep, I agree. Florida State, blowout. Uh, Jordan Travis is going to have his best game of the season, and I, Florida State owns the state of Florida. <laughs> all right. Um, South Carolina, um, it's Clemson. So – you know, before this past week, I would have said this is going to be another blowout win for Clemson. But South Carolina just came out of nowhere scoring 63 points against that um, Tennessee team. But this defense is much different than that Tennessee team. I think just being at Clemson, I think Clemson has a nice 14 to 21 point victory um, over South Carolina. Jess? I Clemson has. I, I've I've been I've been with them all year. I keep thinking they're going to turn it around offensively, and they just aren't able to separate from their opponent. I'm going with the upset here. Um, I think South Carolina they're going to be riding the hot hand, and yeah, obviously this is a much more talented defense than what Tennessee had. But they but Clemson still has yet to figure out what the heck is going on with the quarterback spot. Spencer Rattler had his one big game. I think he's going to be able to work off of that. I think he not. I mean, it's going to be hard to build off of that. But you know, I I don't know. I just have a feeling South Carolina are going to shock people. And I, but I do think it's going to be like a thirty-five, thirty-two kind of game. All right, Jordan, do you agree? I agree with Jess. South Carolina. Um, oh, I, I, last week against Tennessee, I think Spencer Rattler found something, and I think he's gonna, you know, 
still build on his. He found a terrible at, defense. Is what he found. That's what he found. I mean, Clemson okay. led up how many points against Wake Forest, and Wake Forest is a terrible defense. I think South Carolina has a a better defense than what we've seen. They're gonna see you know Wake Forest like that, and I think, uh, like like Jess said, quarterback situation at Clemson is all over the place, and I don't know who's we don't know who's gonna be. It's probably gonna be DJ, but that's gonna be the you know the factor in this game, and South Carolina is gonna pull this one out. All right, Georgia Tech at Georgia. Um, Georgia Tech's been playing pretty well. They just came off a victory over North Carolina. Um, obviously this is a huge talent gap difference here. Um, but Georgia really doesn't even need to win this game. So how motivated will they be to play here? Cause it doesn't affect them being an SEC championship. It really doesn't affect them going to the playoffs. All they have to do is win next week and they're in the playoff. So, um, but I, I think Georgia wins probably an ugly game. Um, 10 point game, something like that. Like they did last week against Kentucky. What do you say, Jess? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be as close as 10 points, but, I don't. I think maybe they'll take their foot off the gas a little bit, and it'll be a seventeen-point game. But Georgia should still win this. Jordan, yeah, Georgia. I don't think. I, I just looking at the losses that Georgia Tech has. They lost to Miami. I, I don't believe Miami is anything right now. Um, but Georgia's too good. Skill gaps too good, and I think they cover that thirty-five point spread. All right, um, Auburn and Alabama. So <clears throat> interesting. Auburn has made a coaching change. They've been a lot more motivated to play in their games. Alabama just continues to play down to their competition. I really want to pull the upset here and say Auburn's going to win this game. Um, in fact, I think I am going to say Auburn's going to win this game. Wow. Um, they only they should have won last year. It went to overtime last year. Auburn should have won. There were some terrible calls by the refs. I think. I think this is going to be um, a game that they're they're motivated to play for Cadillac Williams, the the current interim head coach there. The the players probably want him to be the head coach. They're going to play hard, and they find a way to win this one. Like a three point game comes down to the wire. So, Jordan, I know you probably don't agree with me, but uh, over to you. I I don't. I, I just think if if you were telling me this is at Auburn, oh, one hundred percent Auburn all day. Um, but I just don't think Alabama at home is going to let Auburn come in and, you know, compete with them. And I think it's going to be close for a while, but then Alabama's going to pull away. Uh, not a lot to say. Tony's just wrong. Okay, guys, don't listen to him. <laughs> happens once in a while, not every day. Jess, what do you got? Uh, I agree with Jordan. I was going to bring up that exact same point. If it was at Auburn, I would be picking Auburn just because yeah. of Alabama struggles on the road. But it's at Alabama. They don't lose at home very often, if at all. But it's it's been weird. Like They're two different teams at home versus on the road. So I think Alabama wins this game by 13, 20 points. I think they're just better. I think, like Jordan said, Auburn's going to be keeping it with them probably through the first half there, but I think Alabama's just going to pull away at the end. All right. Um, Let me see here. Michigan State at Penn State. Um, You know, Penn State's losing their wide receiver, best wide receiver of the year. 
They don't have a lot of motivation in this game. They could see Michigan State winning this one, but then Michigan State lost in the end last week. So I don't have a lot of positivity about Michigan State. So I'll say Penn State wins an easy one. Uh, Jess, what do you say? I agree. I don't think there's much to discuss here. Michigan State, Penn State's just a better team, even yep. without the top wide out. Yep. Jordan, agree? Oh, I agree. Penn State's going to dominate this game. Michigan State has one of the worst defenses or defensive secondaries in college football. So, all right. Iowa State at TCU. I have a feeling about this game. Oh, shut your mouth. Uh, <laughs> um, Iowa State has the best defense in the Big 12. They don't have a great offense. If this was at Iowa State, I'd probably pick Iowa State, but it's at TCU, so I'm going to go ahead and roll. TCU winning another close game as they've been doing all year long against Iowa State. Jordan, what do you say? TCU is going to roll. I think they, they, they know they need this win. And I think, yes, they have the best. Uh, Iowa State has the best defense in the Big Twelve, but Baylor, that Baylor's Baylor is a lot better than Iowa State, and that's why the game was so close. I think TCU rolls this game by at least twenty-one. I think this is going to be a relatively low-scoring game. I think TCU wins like twenty-four fourteen, but yeah, being at TCU, they know they got to win this game. I, I, I mean, hey, we've seen TCU has shown they can win ugly. They can win in the shootout, you know. So I think, you know, they'll win comfortably but low scoring. All right. LSU at Texas A&M. Texas A&M struggled last week against UMass. I, this is at Texas A&M. They might have a more motivated crowd. Brad Kelly sometimes tends to play down to this kind of competition, but I, I do think LSU will win. Maybe more low-scoring game than we're used to, but they do get to win here. So, Jordan, what do you say? I think LSU destroys Texas A&M. I don't have uh, they you if you pay attention out there in the social media, uh, Texas A&M is slowly starting to lose their top recruit players. Right now, I think they lost a defensive end four-star from this recruit class already this year. Today, actually. Um, and that game, if you saw the pictures of the fans, um, I think there was 90,000 fans at the start of the game against UMass, and then they just dwindled down. I think it was 10-3 to 3 at the end of the third quarter. I think the game was just bad. I, I don't think Texas a is going to be able to hold their own against LSU. Sounds good. LSU's going to roll them. LSU's just going to roll them. All right. We'll see. We'll see. These are always tricky games. Um, here's my upset special of the, of the week, guys. N- number 10, Tennessee at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's coming off of two SEC victories in a row over Kentucky and Florida, rolling into Tennessee without Hendon Hooker. Uh, so they have Tennessee's going to play with their backup quarterback, already losing motivation on the road against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt needs this win to get to six, to get to a first bowl game in forever. I am picking Vanderbilt to get this win. Their defense plays good. They'll be able to slow down the offense, and they'll score just enough points to beat Tennessee in a, in a close game. So give me Vanderbilt. Jess. I agree. I I think Tennessee, it's going to be emotional. It's not just the loss. It is the loss of their starting quarterback, I think. I think they're just going to be kind of emotionally out of things. Maybe a little distracted um, on the road. 
Vanderbilt's got all of this momentum, you know, I, you know, Vanderbilt level momentum, but momentum. Uh, and so I, I think Vanderbilt stuns them and pulls off the upset. And I think it's like, I think it's a one score game. All right, Jordan, what do you say? Oh, I feel bad now. We're gonna jinx them with our three, but uh, give me oh, Vanderbilt. God. I was gonna pick Vanderbilt. I was. Uh, I already knew this game was gonna be. Vanderbilt all day. I think Vanderbilt is a gritty team. Uh, They beat Kentucky in the last seconds. Just beat Florida. Vanderbilt is rolling, and Vanderbilt's going to roll Tennessee. It's going to be close because I don't think Vanderbilt knows how to blow a team out right now, but give me Vanderbilt. All right. We'll we'll see if we just jinxed uh, Vanderbilt. Hope not. Uh, Kansas at Kansas State. This is a tricky, obviously, rivalry match. Dalen Daniels came back last week for Kansas quarterback. Um, they lost. I think they lost still last week. Um, 55 to 14 against Texas. They lost. Yeah, so they are struggling. The wheels have come off a little bit there. It's at Kansas State, so I see Kansas State kind of just blowing this one out. Um, what do you say, Jordan? I think Kansas State's going to blow. Yeah, I think Kansas State's going to blow this one out. Um, Kansas State needs this win to be in the Big 12 championship game. Um, so I, I think Kansas wants it more. And I think with it being, I mean, it's not really that far from each other, just so you know, um, like it's super close, um, Kansas and Kansas state. So I, I still think Kansas State's going to blow this, you know, out of the water. I think we're seeing the Kansas we've seen many times in the last couple of years, just kind of s- slow teams, slow, just not consistent. And, um, that's why Kansas state's going to blow this game out of the water. All right. Jess, what do you say? I've got Kansas State. I mean, I don't know about a blowout, but like 31-14 kind of game. So, not much okay. to add. Washington and Washington State. Um, this is at Washington State. Um, give me Washington State. My my boys are going to come through for me and get this uh, get this win. I picked them early in the offseason that they're going to have a good season. They had a pretty good season. So, I've got to give me Washington with this big victory over Washington. Uh, what do you say, Justin? I got Washington over Washington State. Better team. Yeah, it's at Washington State. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. You'll you'll rule those words, sir. Go ahead, Jordan. Maybe. What do you say? Tony, Tony, I am on the Washington State bandwagon right now. I got Washington State being at home. Yeah, they have four losses, but if you look at their losses, USC, Oregon, Oregon State, Utah. Um, it's not like they got beat by teams that are nobodies, and they keep games really close. Um, so that's why I'm picking Washington state. I'm with Tony for once. All right. Finally got you over here to the good side. All right. Let's dive into this really quickly. Um, our final four after we, after next two weekends, after regular season and the conference championships, who do we think will be the final four? I'll go first. I have Georgia, Ohio. I have Georgia winning the sec. I have Ohio state winning the big 10. So they'll both be in. I have TCU running the table. They'll be in. I have Clemson just because I feel like there's going to be nobody else left. Um, it's going to be between them and Alabama, and I think you have to give it to Clemson with the one loss in the conference championship. So, uh, Jordan, what do you say? I, I'll, I have the same number picks as I have the same picks as you. I think, like you said, Clemson's going to roll. They're they're going to uh, finish out strong. You know, win this next game, win the conference championship game, and you're going to put them in over a two loss team, especially right now. 
and we're just going to see LSU get pushed out and USC is going to be pushed out with either the loss against Notre Dame this weekend or the loss in the Pac-12 championship game. All right, Jess, who do you got in the in the Final Four there? I'm the only one with anything different. I've got Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, USC. I think USC runs the table. I think they get the Pac-12 championship, and I think they get that final spot. Well, I mean, it's going to come down to them or Clemson, I feel like, again, because, you know, LSU I, is going to lose to Georgia. Uh, I mean, Alabama's not even going to get to the championship in this scenario. Uh, then it's down to you know USC conference champ, Clemson conference champ, and USC is going to have more impressive wins and an, and a more impressive loss, and so I think that's what it's going to come down to there. And then you know USC will have the honor of getting absolutely annihilated by Georgia. All right. Um, well, everybody you know has their issues, your issues, the USC, I guess this week. Um, all right, so. Heisman, I think we all pick C.J. Stroud to mm-hmm. right now, who we feel like is going to win. Uh, I think the only number one I can catch him, if Caleb Williams has another couple 400-yard games, the next two games, I think he could potentially steal that that, that award. So that's who uh, somebody else we could take a look at there. Um, let's talk about the most important topic of the day. That's the top five Thanksgiving side dishes. I know it's all you guys have waited patiently over almost this last hour <laughs> to get to this. Um, you know, top five Thanksgiving dishes. So, um, we'll start with you, Jordan. Do you have a do you have a good list here? Do you have you really put a lot of time and effort into building this list and getting us some good side dishes here, sir? See, I don't have like it's not you know in order. They all have to be they all, they all go together pretty well. So I have uh, mashed potatoes. I don't know, corn, yeah. mac and cheese. Oh yeah, obviously. Green bean casserole. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And stuffing. Oh, Jess, Jess is already like stuffing, stuffing. Yeah, man. We don't have it often. I like This is stuffing. not the Hey, this is not the least favorite. This is the favorite. Um, no, stuffing on my list is good. I, hey, man, put every You can give me potato salad or anything. Put gravy on it. I'm be fine with it, okay? <laughs> All right, I'm interested to see Jess. I I don't know too many unsalted um side dishes, so I'm Mac and really cheese. interested. Unsalted potatoes. Yeah, I man, that's true. Um, a whole bunch of comics here, you know. Everybody. Yeah. All right, Jeff, corn of no butter. Damn corn chip no butter. list. Uh, I mean, again, in no particular order. The only one that I would say is number one is mac and cheese. Uh, that's just you know my favorite. Uh, you know, it's also something I need as a meal in of itself. But uh, you probably eat crap mac and cheese potatoes. You know, with gravy, obviously. Um, and then I've got sweet potato. You know, kind of up there with mashed potatoes. I'm I'm also just big on sweet potato. I like it. Uh, stuffing, I think you have to have it. And then uh, cornbread. I'm a big cornbread guy. Okay, all right. Um, creamy casserole number one. I mean, it's like that's the that's the goat Thanksgiving side dish right there. Oh yeah, um, that's the Michael Jordan of um, side dishes uh, for sure. Wait, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't no, no. Relax here. You picked cornbread and sweet potatoes, and you probably eat Kraft mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. <laughs> relax, okay. Jordan. You and I have had our disagreements on this show. You ever say that to me again about Kraft mac and cheese as my side dish on, on Thanksgiving? 
We will throw hands. We know Absolutely it's true. You not. just don't want to talk Absolutely. about it. It's fine. It's he fine. doesn't do that. It's the great value rad from Walmart. Oh, yes. I'm about to leave early here. <laughs> this is uh, good. My mother's okay, what did you, what did you have to say about um, Green Bean Casserole being the goat? You had some, some comments. Oh, no, I just think casserole is nasty. <laughs> Okay, well, you will like my my, my fifth that I've liked. my fifth um, casserole is my is the I like any type of potato casserole. Where you mix a bunch of crap together. That's cheese and everything. Oh, that's oh, always yeah. the best. Always good. Uh, potato salad. Uh, I love homemade potato salad. That's on my list there. Mac and cheese. Obviously, we talked about that. Any kind of corn, no matter how you cook it, it's 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 oh, good. It's on the list. Yeah. So, so that's the top Incredible. five there. So yeah, definitely. We all have our various lists, so stuffing's nowhere to be found on mine. I don't like any dry meals on my. That's why list. you put gravy on it. Ugh, no. Yeah, yeah, stuffing by itself doesn't work, but it's like one of those additives. You you have to put it with things, you know. It's, yeah, it's like potatoes. It, it, it's an hey, enhancer. It, here's a tip out here for everybody the out there: people who just eat stuffing, like it has to go with something for me. Okay, I, I'll give you that. All right, for um for, for a tip for those cooking turkeys at home this year. Do not put stuffing in your turkey. It dries the turkey out because it's dry stuffing in the turkey will make it dry inside. So what you do, put some bell peppers, put some stuff that's going to really get some nice juice to the turkey. Trust me, you won't you won't be disappointed. That's that's a little tip for uh, make a killer uh, Thanksgiving. So, and also put a seasoning on it. I know Jess over here is going to have a boiled a boiled chicken turkey a boiled oh turkey God. with no seasoning. Yeah, it's going to be really know. gross color. Just so you know. You you no, guys aren't you guys aren't coming it. after me. You're coming after my family right now. We do not <laughs> play like that on Thanksgiving at the Saban household. We do not be doing that. Jess, that's they don't play like that. You sit at the child's table still. <laughs> it's okay. Oh man. All right, guys. Well, hey, this Jordan, has been great. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. If if USC does end up beating Notre Dame, I'm going to be rubbing your face in it. <laughs> like you you are talking too much smack here you can talk smack about my football takes you come after my thanksgiving that's where we have issues <laughs> all right well <laughs> jess i hope that you have a great thanksgiving um, I and i hope thanksgiving too, i i hope all our listeners also um have a great thanksgiving and happy holidays to everyone um just so y'all know and uh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Thanks. Everybody definitely. have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, everybody have a great Thanksgiving, <laughs> great holidays, spend great time with your family. Check us out on Twitter. We'll be having a bunch of football games throughout the week, so join us on In the Flat Pod yeah. on Twitter. And we look we also to will be posting our Thanksgiving dishes, our plates. Oh yes, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll be posting pictures of our plates on our, on our social media. Um, some of us will, I, you know, it depends what they look like. If we'll actually allow them to be posted on, on the social media. So, um, not calling anybody out in particular, but, um, Hey guys, it's been great being with you guys again this year. Uh, we'll talk to you next week where we hopefully will have a better picture of who's going to be in the playoffs. All right, guys. Talk to you then. Bye. <laughs>